0: Requirement, a podcast dedicated to reason and resilience in the time of Trump. I am one of your co-hosts, Kamala Sharao, and with me...
1: Uh, Miracle Jones.
0: And... Alexis Wright. Yeah. Wow, the group is back together after a brief stint away because you were on vacation, right? Yeah, I was in
1: uh, lovely Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, which I recommend to anybody as a vacation destination.
0: What do you like about it? Yeah, what you uh, about, like, well, I love
1: the fucking South in general. Like, I just feel better there, and like shit makes sense to me, and everybody's like cheerfully hostile in a way that I understand. And that and Tennessee is uh, just a great place. Like, I love Tennessee. If it weren't for like the endemic racism and like. You know, uh, problems that that all the southern states have. Like it would be like an ideal because it's a it's a little bit friendlier than Texas.
0: Sure, I Uh, mean a lot of places are.
1: Right, yeah, a lot of places are. But and then, but it's also got like some of the same like uh, uh, hardcoreness about it, and it's got real cities. And I don't know, I just like Tennessee a lot.
0: Yeah, I I, we were in Chattanooga, I think uh, this time last year. Yeah, yeah. like a a little bit while ago. Uh, Yeah, we really liked it. It's it's nice. It's friendly. It's Oddly down to earth. Yeah, it's very
1: small and yeah. like pleasant. Like if you drive through Chattanooga, you're not really gonna see it. Like don't 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 d- develop your opinion of Chattanooga from the highway. Yeah. You have to, like
2: I've heard there's a Rex Museum. A yeah, museum there's a, of Rex. We doing. went to we
1: went to the tow truck museum. It was in <laughs> like at a yeah oh, yeah museum yeah. wreckers yeah yeah. Oh, wow. yeah 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 yeah. Oh, wow. There's a, a museum dedicated to tow truck drivers and wreckers everywhere. Sure, okay. With the tow truck driver Hall of Fame. Uh, which we saw, it was uh, very white and male, as you might <laughs> expect.
0: When I was growing up, I'm not saying it was exclusively one race or the other but it felt like a
1: pretty good mix when i was yeah right we were, we were shocked gobsmacked to like see that it was so like uh non-integrated this tow truck
0: <laughs>
2: well to be fair maybe <laughs> it's just problematic at the upper echelons of tow truck driving mm-hmm. yeah where you maybe get s- the yeah. you know the award right also
1: like I, am, I imagine you have to pay some amount of money to join this like tow truck driver hall of fame and i can't see <laughs> Too many people doing that. I wonder what the
2: eligibility criteria are. Right. Like, yeah. like,
1: but it's still you know, we saw the world's biggest tow truck, the Wreckmaster, also oh, known wow. as Big Daddy. Was uh, it very big? It was giant, you All know, right. and we saw the uh, the fastest tow truck, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. But there <laughs> there is one. They like souped up a tow truck and I wow. guess it goes really fast. Uh, yeah, and you know we saw the first tow truck. Sure, uh, so, cool. all, and,
0: sure. Uh, all of these are odes to poorly manufactured automobiles.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I guess, I guess, and Chattanooga is kind of a success story in some way. You know, it fell on hard times, like it had like a UAW presence, uh, and uh, like the city kind of got gutted uh, as a result. And but it, it's coming back. Like it's it's a little bit further along this journey than Detroit. But, uh, and, but it's, it's, it's still a cheap place to live, and everybody was really down-to-earth and nice, and, you know, it, it felt more like Memphis than Nashville, that means anything to anybody, it will yeah. mean something to you and me, but maybe not anybody else. Yeah, not meaningful but
2: to I mean. me, sorry.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have, like, a North, <laughs> Northeastern
2: <laughs> city's equivalent? Uh?
1: uh, it's a hard equivalent, see. Um, more like Philadelphia than Boston. Okay,
2: alright, oh, alright, yeah.
1: alright. Um... But, yeah, also super segregated, and, you know, like, that's always a problem in in southern cities.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, my boss recently went down to Charleston, and uh, he's French. Yeah. And uh, his wife, I think, grew up here, but she spent a lot of time overseas, and she's Colombian. Uh, I think she grew up here, though. Um, But, like, they were surprised to see how, like, segregated Savannah was, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Surprised? No, 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 it was Charleston, and I was like... (laughs) Oh, I was there. I I didn't notice it. (laughs) (laughs) That's just
1: perfect. Yeah, that's, like, the way it is. You just get used to it. I mean, it is fucked up. No, no, don't get me wrong. I just,
0: they were like, yeah, everything was, like, super white. And I was like, I... Yeah. Right.
1: Everything's super white if you go to the super white area, and then everything's super black if you go to the super black area, and there's like very little in between. There's like not a lot of shared space. Yeah. Which I think as a a result of there not being a lot of public space in general, right, in like cities like this. So a lot of it's like privately owned, so people, I don't know, you just didn't see, you don't really see anybody like outside. So you go places and then it turns out it's like a white place you know or like turns out it's a black place you know but it's uh, yeah uh in new york it's we're all kind of in each other's shit so yeah. shit's a little better like that but yeah southern cities Extremely segregated. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Savannah was the worst. Have you yeah. ever been to Savannah? I haven't. I haven't been to Savannah. Uh, there's
0: just like this beautiful interior and it's literally marked off and you cross the street. And, and it's just like all of a yeah. sudden. And it's yeah. all of a sudden. It's yeah. just like lower, like... Middle class and definitely not white. Austin's like that.
1: Austin's a really bad city as far as that goes. Like people talk about how liberal it is, but it's way more segregated than either Houston or Dallas. Uh, I, yeah, I
0: think the only time I've been to Austin was during South by Southwest and during that time I saw like the most overt like case of like racism I've seen. Some guy like some guy had pulled into his space. Or like there's some dispute over parking, and I don't know. We were like back on a hill or something. And we we're looking down, and like this guy was just yelling at him, and like how he cut off or like took the parking space, and then of course it ended up with like, and that's why we don't let you into this country. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, yeah, it was, like, and it was just like, I mean, it could have j- you could have just started fighting. Like it yeah. didn't have to go. Like, it <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been much better if you just back just throw there. a punch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, at this yeah. point, and was, like, and he just started swearing at him as being like a foreigner, and he should get out of here. And this was. Twenty years ago, yeah, yeah it
1: was bad. Yeah, yeah. I often wonder like it's a very hip city, and I often was just like had these fantasies of all these like hipster dudes and with like mustaches and like ironic t-shirts at like a KKK meeting. Just like I was like, yeah, "Where are you was new guys?" Generation. Yeah, like and it, it was kind of I felt it felt very alright always. <laughs> and awesome. Well, how have you been, Lexi? Yeah, uh, I've
2: been well. You know, I've been. I don't know, bounce around. I didn't go on any vacations. I went to a couple parties recently. Yeah. I, yeah, saw, yeah. I saw an exceptional meeting happen at a party I was at recently. I mean, I think a mutual friend of all of us is very interested in mesh networking. Yeah. So he's very interested in like he's always really wanted to like leverage like peer-to-peer networking technology. To we can be, say like, his name. He does our Kevin Carter. Yeah, so Kevin. <laughs> so he's very interested in like leveraging like peer-to-peer networking technology to make like educational resources available to like people in disadvantaged areas and this is like an initiative that he would really like to push but I think he got stopped for a long time on like accessibility of like distribution channels and electricity and like these um, environments and hand to God we're at a party and he runs into this guy who's like oh I have this amazing project that's going so well to distribute solar power equipment And lighting to, like, people in, like, disadvantaged communities in, like, the Philippines and elsewhere. But we can't find someone who knows about mesh networking. (laughs) 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 big. Yeah, so so it was very exciting to see that happen because I like to see people's, you know, dreams of doing good things in the world fulfilled. So that was was really fun. I don't know. Other than that, uh, just trying to stay cool in, in the summer. I don't know.
1: Your t-shirt, you're wearing a t-shirt that just says, I've got anxiety. Well,
2: it's also got rainbows I on it. I guess that's true.
0: <laughs> I, I assume that was brought to you by a drug company.
1: Yeah. <laughs> GlaxoSmithKline. Yeah, yeah uh, see, so
2: Kamalash was classy enough not to read the shirt. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the <this> shirt. <laughs> no,
2: it's, it's true. Well, you know, it's I like the kind of, whatever, ironic presentation, and also it's bang on accurate. all right. So. All
1: right. <laughs> Does it does that go up or down as a result of like seasonal changes? Because for me, I get I feel just like worse in the winter.
2: I mean, I I definitely get depressed in the winter. When I'm depressed, I get dysphoric. I guess it makes my anxiety worse. It yeah. does make my anxiety worse, but. Um, I wouldn't say that it's like the primary difference. I'm pretty anxious year-round.
1: Do you have any plans to go on vacation? I guess I recommend it to everyone. As someone who hasn't left the city in four years. I don't have any plans (laughs) for (laughs) (laughs) Chattanooga.
2: Yes, tell us about vacation. (laughs) It's it's really
1: fun. (laughs) Really? yeah. 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 Um,
2: yeah, I'm looking at a couple of vacations later on this year. I'm probably going to go camp with some friends, like in Maryland, and then, um, you know, uh, might take a trip to Puerto Rico at some point. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, contribute to the economy. I sure. Know. So that's what I got on the schedule. How about you, Kamalash? Uh
0: I've got a lot of travel I have to reconcile between now and then. So I have a, a French vacation. Ah, uh, oh, so fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I have a, I think I'm given... Twenty-eight or thirty days—that's uh, a takeoff of mandatory vacation. <laughs> then. It, it, mandatory <laughs> uh, vacation. <clears throat> uh, two weeks consecutive have to be—I have to—they I have, I have two weeks have to be consecutive. Yeah. So um, I have to log off. I can't do anything. But I think that's somewhat. Uh, that happens a lot in banks, and in the financial
1: services sector, this is a chance to like make sure you're not running a scam. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like, not like good for the. It's not like yeah. a union. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, hey, get away from the books for a while. We, we just so want to make sure see. we can fire you at yeah, any time yeah, yeah, without any yeah, yeah. redundancy. Yeah. 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 Um, as if you can't um, program a bot to do what I did. So <laughs> like, um, so uh, so I do. Uh, I uh, we actually have to figure all of this out, but we're planning uh, a trip to. Uh, prince edward island uh i think next month um it's canada
1: right that is canada yeah
0: yeah it should, i mean
1: it's, it's like Anna green gables is set, yes, right that's exactly yeah. why my, <laughs> yeah. exactly,
0: i'm not even kidding about it. uh my sister and my father have this bonding moment or Anna Green Gables. That is Aww. fucking adorable. I'm in too. I'm in. We're in. in I my, love I, Anna, In Green my Gables. in my sister's head. Oh. Uh, oh. uh, oh. it's my wow. father. My father. <laughs> my father's losing it anyway. But, yeah. Uh, um, so uh, so so they're going out to Prince Edward Island, and so they're dragging their uh, respective significant others along with it. And my uh, I think it's myself and my and my significant other. So we're going to spend about a, a week or five days in Prince Edward Island. Well. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, let's see, my, I think I may be going to San Francisco. Uh, okay. And I may or may not be. Uh, I have to go to North Carolina. And then uh, I have to go to. Uh, uh, I may go to Europe. And all, and this is just in two weeks? Okay. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is up until December. Yeah, okay, so so okay. The next four months or so. <laughs> Which yeah. one yeah. are you <laughs> most
2: excited for? The Anna of Green Gables travel?
1: <laughs> have you read Anna of Green Gables? No, I haven't. You should read it before you go. It's cool. quick, it's a children's book.
0: Okay, uh, you're not selling me. Like it's you know, good. It's good.
2: It's, it's good. good? I, yeah. I vaguely remember it as okay. being something I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty down to earth. It's okay. like a, it's a, it's an interesting story. It's about uh, you'll like it. You'll like it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the truly terrifying thing I think is the trip to Europe, where uh, my in-laws, my wife's parents, are thinking about. They were thinking about taking a trip, um, to like a cruise around Europe, and then they just meet us in a city and then hang out with us. Mm-hmm. That's not great. But <laughs> then they when my wife said, okay, well, maybe we'll just meet you there. They're like, okay, well, we can cancel the cruise and we'll just hang we'll out just with you. We'll just hang out with you Ooh. the whole vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, so what would that would be is my wife would have to plan what to do for two weeks for people who are in their 70s or 80s right. who are <laughs> way more picky about yeah. food than we are <laughs> and who don't speak the language. So yeah. I would be translator yeah. uh, for two people who don't think I speak Chinese well enough. Right. Uh, oh, uh, right. Sounds
1: like terribleness.
0: But anyway, so that, that could be possibly, that, that that could be the worst trip planned.
1: Well, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, no problem. No
2: problem. Yeah. Will it be your first time in Europe?
1: Oh, no, no. I've oh, been okay, I was going to
2: say, because, like, that would be a, you know. No, I, I was there for the
0: last year for work, and, like, know. my wife loved Paris. And again, I if I, uh, if I can work in Paris and my wife has, like, a week off, mm-hmm. that's, like, her ideal thing. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: Not too much Kamala around. They did not All too
0: much but took <laughs> just enough Kamala. <laughs> to a corporate, like, you know, <laughs> corporate paid, like, hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty sweet idea. Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough about me.
1: Uh, uh, should we get into this? Yeah. Should we uh, talk yeah. about America? Yeah, yeah. we talk America. more about other
0: countries as well. Speaking of Europe. Yeah, yeah. speaking of Europe. <laughs> um, so, the most egregious thing that happened over the past seven days was the uh, uh meeting with putin so yeah, anyone yeah. want to get background information well it's kind it's kind
1: of like the money shot of like the past two years right like <laughs> we finally we finally got it we yeah. got like the we got to see the like the culmination of years in the making of speculation and fevered. So no. I guess,
2: although I'm sure that everyone listening is, we all ready to briefly <laughs> summarize at the end of a, I don't know, two hour or something private conversation with Putin. They yeah. did a joint press conference during which, um, most notoriously, Trump mentioned that he saw no reason to believe that Russia would have attempted to meddle in the U.S. election. Yeah. And um, Putin had denied it very Strong, powerfully, powerfully yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and so and so that was that. Yeah. Um. And I, oh,
0: sorry. Go ahead.
1: I like to think they spent the two hours just watching Thelma and Louise. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no. no. be something much more masculine, oh, like Rambo yeah, or yeah, like yeah. Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So okay, who wants to who wants to start with reactions? Because I
1: think we. Well, I think it's also
0: important to, to say that there was enough flack from uh, both his side. Um, as well as the left, um, that he actually sort of walked back his. <laughs> sort of. Sort twice, of, twice. Yeah. We had
1: two weird reversals of reality. Semi re- yeah.
0: reversals. Uh, um, so, Trump meeting with Putin yeah. was probably not the um, hallmark of, of his foreign policy tour of the
1: past week. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, does, so what do you guys think about it? So, I have a, I have a number of, so, of thoughts.
2: I have a couple of thoughts. I think um, to me the most interesting things about this are one, um, he has now properly mainstreamed the Manchurian candidate theory, right? Mm, which sure. is like which is like previously like seemed plausible to many people, but you couldn't really talk about it and not be called out as being like fringy. Yeah. I think. And now People are just sort of openly discussing it on cable news and in Congress. Whether
1: right? he's a traitor, yeah. whether he's a quisling, yeah, whether yeah. he's like yeah, yeah. brainwashed. Yeah, you know, yeah. What's what going is on the here? reason for this yeah. like and gross then, political malpractice?
2: I guess my second sort of first line observation on this would be: I think uh, people have been talking about this a lot in terms of the reaction being a reaction to Trump statements about the assessments of our intelligence community and whether we think that Russia actually meddled in the election. I would say that I think that's actually not where most of the blowback is coming from. That's just like the nominal source. So much of it is nonverbal, right? Mm. Like at the end of the day, like... Trump was very emasculated during that joint press conference, just in terms more of. More emasculated
1: like, than usual. I would yeah, say. yeah, more like, emasculated. I never than get du- the sense that this is a guy who fucks.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I, yeah. yeah. Let's, I mean, my, I'm on
1: record as saying yeah, Donald let's, Trump let's has never it, had
2: Let's sex. put it this way if I'm a free range <laughs> Democratic strategist yeah. with like, yeah. no <laughs> compunctions about uh, tactics right now, what I'm doing is quietly funding Trump. Putin facsimile cuck porn because yeah, sure. you showed me like a good approximation of Putin and a good approximation of Melania yeah. on a movie cover with like a good approximation <laughs> of Trump sitting in the background right now and that's the meme for the election. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, even then I think even if I was a much more conservative Dem strategist I would make sure that I funded you know more trips to Russia for uh, (laughs) 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 we need to have a follow up summit we need to continue this momentum here let's develop these relationships and uh, I'll go to I think just because we're touching on sort of the superficial element of all this but I think this visual of Trump sort of slouching over while uh, you know while Putin is grinning and certainly looking very confident is a bad visual, right? And mm-hmm. I think that is something that for someone who supposedly knows and cares a lot about t v visuals, he did not look good. Yeah. I mean no matter what he said, no matter what the language mm-hmm. who cares about that on television, he looked bad. He looked cowed, yeah, uh, it's a it's a really terrible, terrible set of images, so. I wonder how, he that I think is maybe the most lasting damage. Yeah,
2: I think it really strikes at the core of his appeal, which is as, like, you know, like, this guy who will, like, stick it to him, you know, like, which which I'm not saying that that's ever been his actual face-to-face presentation with anyone who he was ostensibly against, but that's sort of what people buy into when they buy into the Trump brand. Yeah, he
1: rarely, if almost never puts himself in situations where he's directly next to or in the same room as somebody who, who is actually impressive. Yeah, yeah, So it's it's interesting to see that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like or we, he's not
0: comfortable with yeah. it. I would say that he he's tends to, uh, I mean... I think was engagements with um, someone like Merkel, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's in a room, he's uncomfortable. Yeah, we tend it to, doesn't really work. It, it doesn't work well, he tries to be charming, he'll criticize her afterwards,
1: yeah. right? Like Do the know, arms
2: crossed body language? Or or yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, like, people talk about his, like, stalking, like, alpha performance yeah, at yeah, the yeah. debate, but that's not what I saw. I saw somebody really uncomfortable, just, mm-hmm. like, who couldn't sit still. Like, <laughs> a toddler who's just, like, <laughs> you know... Uh, and, you know, I, I thought Hillary Clinton did a pretty successful job of emasculating him. And that's kind of what this felt like to me again. It's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. when he's in the presence of somebody who is clearly smarter and more impressive than he is, he just mm-hmm. fucking collapses. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do. Uh, yeah,
2: Well, he's so. terrified of being revealed, right? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. yeah. so a con man, we all kind of, yeah. like, I mean,
0: maybe there's an element of the con man. Maybe he's not a con But is there an element of the con man who can't be revealed? Right. And there's an
1: element of con man in all Americans, right? So we kind of feel the sense of, like, it, you, I, watching that, I just felt, kind of bad for him i felt like a sense of like ah crap like that's us we're we're all donald trump <laughs> <laughs> deflated in the face of like technocratic yeah. like dictatorial authoritarian power like, <laughs> like, what what are, you know like our better we just need a better we always need a better con man like obama great con man like lbj the yeah. best <laughs> You know, it's just been a while since we've had... No, like I a think Reagan was a- Reagan, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. fantastic, yeah. Carmen.
0: One of the, the narratives that this allowed to come, <coughs> come to the fore is whether or not Trump is actually an asset, right? And so right. there's a long debate, actually, on Twitter, on social media, leading up to this, and it sort of brings this to the fore of, like, now I think the mainstream, like Lex said, like the mainstream talking points do actually mention that whether or not Trump is explicitly a captured asset or he's yeah. a useful idiot or right. or and whereas it was easy I'd say he's like bad he's
1: both an asset and he's a poor asset <laughs> so I
0: think the spin that has come out of
2: this is fascinating yeah. because they have very few sort of retrenchment options on the right and none of them are super great and the best one they have I'll start is and you've just started to hear this in the last I think like six hours but it's probably going to pick up speed is like but Trump has been really tough on Russia right mm-hmm. like Trump has put down some sanctions on Russia, right. that are like some of the toughest we've ever laid down, which is fascinating and hilarious. They're trying to
1: like wag that well, dog, like yeah. they're trying to like make that but, happen but at the by same just time, like saying it. Where, like, but where, yeah. no, but
2: it's true. But where did these sanctions come from? They came yeah. from veto proof congressional yeah. majorities yeah. that he fought, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, then, and then slow walked, right? Yeah. Missing the deadline for implementation. So yeah. Yes, but only because like Congress actually practiced like some oversight has the Trump administration actually put down some tough sanctions on Russia. And then the other the other the other I feel like spin point that you're hearing is well, you know, the president really has difficulty like disambiguating like election interference yeah. and collusion and so right. you know he yeah, like, has spelling it yeah even, so. and so like he has you know <laughs> like so he, he doesn't want to admit that any interference occurred and like that's not even a flattering talking
0: point right mm.
2: that's not even that doesn't make your guy seem presidential either no 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 yeah. it just means
0: so that he's incapable of divorcing his own yeah. egocentric concerns with actually
1: conducting foreign policy and also not too country.
2: bright right yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. right uh, you can Really sting it by saying like we're gonna do our hardest to protect the elections and I'm still gonna win like, cause that, yeah because that because the American yeah. people want me yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah there
0: are so many better ways to play this yeah. right yeah. um so I I want to say that to me one of the least convincing arguments against sort of this like conspiracy theory yeah. is that Trump was a bad asset right like <laughs> I, mean, I mean like I feel like Trump is the perfect asset for Russia like <laughs> Russia it's like I mean it it is the asset they deserve right they continue <laughs> yeah. to capture if they continue to like. Uh, reach out to like corrupt um, shallow businessmen. Trump was way better than they could have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, it was the dog that caught the the car. They don't know what to do with it.
1: In fact, he was way too much of an asset. He blew up. That's people. what I mean. Like, I think he's like not a great and asset for them. Well, it? he's, not, he's <laughs> yeah. not
2: really subtle enough to like, yeah. you know, it's like you see that press conference. No one's like, oh, he's standing right. up to he Trump, but not, inadvertently yeah. or incidentally doing things that benefit Putin. You know, like, you're like, ah, We can tell who is in charge in this room, you know.
1: Right. There's a world in which, like, the White House could be ordering uh, officials all the way on down the line to cooperate with Russian intelligence, Mm -hmm. like, with no. In the same way that we cooperate with British intelligence, we could completely reconfigure the entire American intelligence apparatus and system of allies if Trump was good at this, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and if that if he was truly an asset, if we were truly going to be divorcing ourselves from uh, our former alliances and taking on Russia and, I guess, Eastern Europe and maybe Turkey as our new, like, intelligence partners in order to wage war against Islam, right, which I guess is the new uh, boogeyman, Bogeyman. right? But that's not what's happening. Instead, he's just like a deer in that. He's paralyzed. Like, he can't really fight back against his own guys. I think
0: I think he became too successful at this political endeavor to yeah. actually be useful to Russia, because yeah. they can't, you know, they can't try to continue to influence it. Like, yeah. let's pretend. Let's yeah. pretend that it, this is a direct... Engagement, right? Like, they can't influence him. They can't get to him anymore. There's no direct communication. Uh, He's very out in the open, as opposed to, like, if he just had, like, lost, continued to, like,
2: have a following. Like, if he had started started the Trump Trump channel, channel, right? right? It would have
0: been been RT, right? Like, it would have been a much more. So, he actually succeeded in a way that actually kind of failed Russia, right? Like, again, it's. uh, Well, I mean, I think it's just.
1: Well, now they're chained together, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think
0: it's one of those things where you have an asset as an intelligence worker, or like someone, and all of a sudden the, the asset's not working out. What do you do? You can't really burn the asset without, like, you know, I mean, you just have to work with the crap that you've been given. Although
2: yeah. imagine imagine if tomorrow Putin got Trump on the phone and was just like, you're free. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> what would you <he> do? <laughs> I'm not saying I... I I'm not saying i, I guess believe, build the wall. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying I believe in, in that he's captured asset yet. I don't know if there's enough evidence. But I mean I, the incompetence I, angle is the least convincing argument. One
2: almost probably. hopes he is a captured asset, given <laughs> his performance, right? right? Like that's almost the best excuse, at least if he's smart enough to understand that they have something on him. Yeah. And then like make a strategic decision, however poorly executed, to like S- do what putin wants in this context
1: <laughs> so so one of the things i think the left is not being very good at doing is talking about why russia is uh, not a good ally for the united states what we why we don't really need anything from them and why they can't help us in any way in the world right like but to, that that I mean you know they're extremely small economy like they are an extractive economy in a with as a, as a, with a resource that we're in competition with, them, like, there's no reason for us to join forces at all. In fact, we kind of have an influence in its fit in every, like, puzzle piece, right? Mm-hmm. And we're competing for the same customers a lot of the time. Uh, but that being the case, like, are there any places where Russia and the United States joining forces would serve the ends of some Trump administration foreign policy that we're just not seeing?
0: Well, so... Uh I think there's an answer, and that, that could be yes, for sure. The Trump administration, for sure. I, I would actually say that, let's say Trump gets deposed tomorrow, and for some reason Mike Pence goes with him, let, yeah. and the Democrats take over in by, by Friday, right? Like yeah. some magic. Yeah. The Sicilian like, gambit. Yeah, the <laughs> Sicilian gambit. So what happens then? And I actually think that there's not... I mean, what is the foreign policy? How is foreign policy under Trump so much different than foreign policy under a Democratic... Yeah. Government, like I don't, I, I think Trump is. I think it's a much more of a style versus substance, right? Because Trump is doing certain things that I think would sit well with the uh, with the Democratic Congress and Democratic President, right? You're pulling away from wars. Uh, you're not. He's trying to avoid like hell any conflict with Syria, right? And so he's actually happy to let Russia sort of manage his withdrawal as long as Iran doesn't get too much territory um, with Syria. So he's happy to leave. Uh, Syria to uh, Bashar and, and Russia. And I think that's actually one of the key goals of this you know, let's say it's a benign relationship. That benign relationship is so that he can walk away from at least that entanglement in the Middle East.
2: Well, I mean, I would say on trade Trade internationally. I think
0: I I think it's much more of a Democratic position than a Republican position he's pulling now.
2: Interesting. Well, because, I mean, he's pulling
0: away from trade talks, right? I think that's... I mean, having withdrawn from the TPP, that's much more of a Democratic pull than a Republican. Pull.
1: Withdrawing from it? I mean, that's a certain kind of a Democrat, but it's a Democratic initiative. In yeah, the first
2: I would concur. And also just, like, the active initiation of a trade war, I feel like, is... Not within the realm of recent democratic rhetoric. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm
0: misremembering, but I can't remember. Well, so I would say that it's not necessarily true, but... Any Democrats running on trade war with Europe. Right. I mean, that's that's fair. I think... um, But I think, well, imagine someone like, uh, like Bernie or Ocasio start to lead the party, right? Then I think you're talking about a much more hostile government towards trade and a co- government that doesn't want to engage with foreign wars. So both both withdrawal from foreign engagements and, and trade wars, I think, would be very much in keeping with a a, a left so swing into the Democratic he, he Party. Here
2: is what I would say to that, though. I, I could see disengagement so like dis- so like withdrawal from TPP right but I think that like the active initi- initiation of like punitive trade measures is probably further than even the leftward wing of the democratic party well yeah they were, like, those
1: Europe. two people you mentioned don't really consider themselves democrats either so I'm just going from the perspective of like maybe it's a populist point of view but as far mm-hmm. as like the you yep, know, aims and, and the historic goals of the democratic party it's about multilateral trade deals and protecting the you know, global world government that FDR and Churchill. Yeah, I think
0: get. I think you both raise a good point that they would have much rather they would have figured out a way to go through WTO rather yeah. than trying to tear everything down. Mm-hmm. And they do actually really like a lot of uh, the multilateral organizations and the uh, multinational kind of. Uh, right. Additionally, I don't think there's any
1: space for somebody like Ocasio Cortez or Sanders to be like hang out with the Doritarians, no matter how much they you know like there's just no world in which that would be tenable to their base or to the, the coalition have to I disagree build. with that. I mean, I think, the kind of authoritarians I, that Trump is calling, like Duterte, I, or Erdogan, Putin, they would not be able sure, to Sure,
0: but, but what about, I mean, uh, we can think of... Uh,
2: I also feel like just from like a sort of, I don't know, messaging and imagery uh, standpoint, like I feel like democratic socialists, there is this extremely positive attitude toward at least like the Scandinavian countries where yeah. like
1: you you would... They would be the. the You're not going to
2: see general hostility toward Europe because Europe is regarded
0: as more socialist friendly than uh, the okay. U.S. I think. Yeah,
1: um, absolutely. even 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 the U.K. Like. Well,
0: what about if we have a? What about left wing uh, Latin American dictator? That's right? the, that's the hard love, part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the question, question right? right? And that's
1: but, why yeah. that's why Sanders is a, a problem because he would perhaps be going down to Venezuela. Right?
0: Right, make, I, I think the same thing could be said for Ocasio Cortez. She hasn't
1: shown where she. would... We'll be, see, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean she's young, and her district is uh, has a lot of immigrants from fell, failed socialist uh, Latin Americans. Yeah, Western there
0: countries. aren't a lot of Chavistas in <laughs> yeah. Jackson Heights. I right mean, there's a true. few, but you know yeah, what I mean. There They're, are a lot of people who are just like, yeah, we just yeah. wanted to live a middle class life. Yeah, yeah. The,
1: uh, the as far as I can tell, the the only the two issues like that Russia and the United States could see eye to eye on one continuing to fragment the EU in order to uh, make these trade deals with it after, by picking apart the countries, you know, like seeing the EU as competition, right? Right. Which Trump does and which is true in some degree or another. Uh, I, I don't know if they're really competition compared to China, but let's pretend, right? Yeah. Like the EU is our biggest adversary in trade. Uh Breaking them up is a possibility, and then we can snap up these trade deals with countries like Italy and uh, who's next, Greece on the yeah. margins. Yeah. Uh, it's stupid, but it's a it's a way it's a way in which they could both be working together, right? Dumb, but that's a, a way that I could see Trump being persuaded that right. we need to be closer to Russia in order to make this happen to, right. to, to pr- persecute this together. The other. Uh, reason for a closer alignment with Russia would be potential war or uh, an increasing of hostilities with Iran, right? Only only Russia backing away from Iran can make that possible. Uh, currently, not possible, right? They're too closely aligned, right? So if they do a deal for Syria for Iran, right, then, uh, which I'm sure Russia would rather have Syria than Iran, doesn't really... Or...
0: or- or Eastern Ukraine.
1: Yeah, or Eastern Ukraine, or Montenegro. I guess yeah. is the is the new hotness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I, I hear just the, the people that are very aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, oh, six hundred thousand of them. I think their army is uh, less than two thousand people. So, yeah. but uh, the uh, yes, yeah, so that would be something where this would be a backroom deal that would have to be hashed out. Couldn't be public in order for. You know, then uh, Iran starts, there's more information from Israel that they're enriching uranium, or there's a terrorist attack, Hamas, or, or somebody does something, and then Israel, uh, uh, along with the Arab states, like, decides they have the, the, the Jews to invade, and then they do, and America has their back, and Russia says, we're staying out of it, right?
0: Well, yeah, I, mean, I think those are all fine arguments. I want to push back, though, a little, because yeah. uh, I feel like you're playing this out like it's a global map game. And I actually think that what motivates the Kremlin is far more personal and uh, corrupt. Right So uh, for sure, I'm I just say, trying to be generous. I'm yeah, saying so, like yeah. if you'
1: if you're these are things that would be frustrating because Trump couldn't talk about them. he couldn't right, say like, "I want to break up the EU and I want war with Iran." right, right? So, I, so it would be really you'd, you'd, be, you'd feel frustrated that you couldn't tell the world that's what your aims were, right And that would be something that wouldn't you would have this okay, you so would so still have around. the same phenomena of him looking like a captured asset, right.
0: Right. I think for Putin, actually, I think the goals are, I mean, th- those are long entanglements. I think for Putin, he wants to be able to declare a, a, a victory uh, in the Middle East some way or somehow, yeah. in one way or the other. I don't think he really cares. He mm-hmm. wants to be able, and on a personal corruption level, I mean, he wants to continue to be able to um, make money off of oil and gas um, in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, most importantly, he wants uh, people not to be able to seize the, his assets. And so that's yeah. I was going to say long like life in, as a politician in Russia, and then also immunity from pro, uh, prosecution in places like England or wherever his assets are stored. So I think those are actually the realistic goals.
1: Spain, Catalan. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, no, I mean I, I was more or less going to kind of double down in terms of like all of the emphasis that's been placed on like the Magnitsky Act coming yeah. up in various places, right? Like that's been a big deal in terms of Russian influence pushing back, and I feel like probably a lot of it has to do with, like, putting personal assets or the assets of, you know, well, Russian right. oligarchs close to him.
0: Well, he's try, uh, there was some talk, actually, Do you see this, where uh, Sarah Sanders uh, didn't know whether or not they were going to um, allow Russian agents to interrogate uh,
1: what's his name yes. McFaul yes. McFaul Michael McFaul and um, then, about Bill uh, Browder Bill Browder uh, yeah as it was well. discussed uh, yeah. during
2: the private meeting the
1: best the be, the, it was really sinister the trade was like we'll let you talk to uh, Browder and McFall, if
2: you help us, yeah. if you take
1: over the Mueller investigation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what a good deal! For... Oh, speaking,
2: yeah. So speaking of um, the Mueller investigation yeah. um, and of Russia, so uh, some interesting kind of news on that front in Congress. I don't know if you guys have been following the push to impeach Rosenstein yeah. from. Within the GOP and Congress, which was supposed to come to a head, I think, the day after the big summit, and yeah. then somehow <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. didn't <laughs> and end
1: and up and hitting the floor. He's going to stick around. Uh,
0: so I actually tweeted this, I think, earlier but this week, but really the timing of when they dropped uh, whatever it was, the 12 indictments, what it was uh, on Friday... Um, a lot of people talked about it, how it was a preparation for the summit with Putin. Mm-hmm. I actually think it was all internal politics because they were, they had already grilled um, Peter Strzok, yeah. and like that was just an embarrassment, right? And that that is no matter how well he did, which I think actually he did reasonably well, uh, defending his own. Uh, he uh, he ended up. I mean, this was just a prelude um, to indicting. Yeah. Or, or impeaching, or pulling Rosenstein yeah, down. Yeah, ostensibly
2: right? over his obstru- his slow walking and obstruction and over redaction of documents that they were requesting concerning the ongoing right. uh, Mueller investigation. Right, right.
0: right. They, they would have backed him into some sort of impeachment hearings because he wouldn't have been able to give out uh, documents related to the ongoing r- investigation. Mm-hmm. So, they were really teeing up the uh, indictment of, uh, of Rosenstein and then I think this, these latest releases make no, no one, no one, re-
2: yeah, no one. Immediately after that summit, wants to go to the floor and say, "All right, we're ready to impeach." Yeah, yeah. Rosenstein,
0: yeah. right? But the president's incompetence and the releasement of these indictments have, have bought exactly. them a long time. Yeah, but, uh, but I think that was coming.
1: What effect do you think this uh, uh, summit is going to have on uh, America's, I guess, like uh, opinion on Trump and his administration?
2: I think it's a little. I mean. I think it's a little demoralizing for Trump fans, right? It's like I was saying before, I mean, the image of Trump that is appealing is so linked up with this kind of image of whatever, like, strong American male aggression, right? And then to see him in this context uh, set next to someone who is definitely doing that better... Um, <laughs> and him kind of humiliating himself, right? Like, on the yeah. world stage, you know, there was the soccer ball thing, right? Like, very submissive body language. Right. like, And then just trying to, trying to claim it didn't happen, like a child who's been caught. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> I I think, you know, I think <laughs> that his defenders will continue to try to defend him, but...
1: It's harder, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think it's a chink in the armor. I don't know if this falls the beast, but I think it it is a chink in the armor. I don't think they'll... I don't think a lot of people will be as in love as they once were, but I think there are a lot of things that they can't forgive, right? Mm-hmm. And so it depends on how well he does
1: in the coming days, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm not saying Trump is over, yeah. by yeah. all means, but I'm the, just saying this yeah. is, yeah.
1: It's going to depress enthusiasm. Yeah.
0: Right, I'm really curious to see what the polls look like in a week and a week and a half. Yeah. See if there's any sort of long-lasting trends out of that.
1: I could see, I could see the polls dropping seven points. I could see nothing changing, but I think, mm-hmm. like... The, what people say whether or not they say it it's the the incentive to get out there and like work for the Trump administration and carry water and fight is going to be low yeah it's no less
0: it's what. already been yeah. a pretty it, it's bone dry at this point yeah. right I mean the I mean now I think the enthusiasm is just withering
1: away yeah
2: yeah I mean it's it's you know partisan politics are strong so i I think there's gonna be that uh kind of grin and bear it maybe in the polls, maybe on T V, but I do think some of the heart's probably gone out I th- of
0: it. I also wonder at some point, so uh, you know, Noah Rockman in the commentary keeps bringing up the fact that a lot of Republicans support Trump in a in a very transactional way, right? Like yeah. they're willing to as long as they get policy wins, mm-hmm. they're willing to support him. I wonder if, if now that his it shouldn't Congress turn over, whether or not that, that love sort of goes away, right? Like he'll never he's no longer able to build or gain kind of Republican policy wins. Um, I also
2: think so much of that has been focused on the Supreme Court. And even in terms of the level of enthusiasm for his second, second Supreme Court nominee, right? Like nobody wanted another liberal justice because I feel like to conservatives that felt like a big loss. But at the same time, like the American attitudes toward things that are likely to see the Supreme Court are not as far into the conservative corner even among conservatives as sort of the justices and judicial philosophy that the party is pushing. Um, and so I think there's like a little bit of, but are, are we sure? Not. I'm not saying in every case for every voter, but I think that, that you know, if you're talking about, if you asked a majority of conservatives, sight unseen, no chance anyone will ever know, like, do you really want, you know, whatever the next Supreme Court justice to overturn Roe versus Wade and, like, you know, double down on Citizens United or whatever, you know, like, do we want more dark money in politics? Um, do we want less privacy protections? Although that's actually been an interesting flashpoint in the Supreme Court discussion among conservatives is like, do we consider privacy protections a civil liberty? And if so, you know, these like hard textualist constitutionalist justices may not be pro. Um, So that's been interesting to watch.
0: Right. I think Mm -hmm. by running very much to the right, you actually have a a chance of actually alienating uh, moderate conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a good part of the country, although I would say the country is probably center right to a lot of, in a lot of ways, certain, certain, uncertain, uh, uncertain aspects of policy, they're just not. Um, they're not super conservative, right? Mm-hmm. I think Roe v. Wade, not a, It's still, it's still by a slim majority. Uh, it's still a popular enough um, law or de facto ruling. Um, I think the same thing with gay marriage, things like that. The people like uh, when liberals really lost their shit when they realized they were going to get another uh, or Trump was going to get another crack at nominating a Supreme Court justice. I mean, I think there are certain things where public opinion has moved so far to the left on certain issues that it's really going to be, it'll continue to erode the legitimacy of the court should they conti- They tack to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'm not saying that they couldn't, but I think that's, I think that is something that we keep forgetting that the Supreme Court is a political institution, right? And it is very much aware of where public opinion is.
2: And and it's made up of people who care about their legacy, yeah, and are are extremely aware of legacy, just in terms of like the level of judicial precedent that they need to be familiar with, right? Yeah. So, um.
1: Kavanaugh and Roberts were both Catholic. Of course, just will remain the only Protestant of the yeah. Supreme Court. So, I guess I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really talked about Kavanaugh, but yeah, uh, uh, he is uh, Kavanaugh's a Catholic. Kavanaugh's a Catholic. So we're getting another Catholic.
0: What's Thomas? Catholic. Thomas is a Catholic?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only, so. only Jews and Catholics, my friend.
0: Overrepresented. Yeah. well,
1: it's the only place they can have representation. Mm. Not a lot of Catholic senators are only the one uh, president. It didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, no Jews so far, so, you know. Uh, it's the Supreme Court is where they're allowed to, like, do their thing. Uh, but yeah, so I wonder. I wonder what the balance is is going to be there, how that's going to shape or change things. I I don't think Catholics want to be more, want America to be more Catholic than Ireland, right? And the 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 abortion question there is settled. I I just don't see.
2: I think both threats are real. Um, I don't think we should discard them out of hand, but at the same time, there's so little that can be done about it at this point, right? Like, yeah. this is a conservative-conservative fight now. Um, so,
0: fingers crossed, hope for the best.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about our local rep, since she's everywhere?
0: Yeah, our, our local rep is becoming a star, not surprising, Yeah. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, she certainly has been in front of the press a lot, Yeah. for good and for bad. Uh, I think testing, like, her... Her knowledge about foreign policy, uh mm. waiting into uh, I
1: think she needs to hire some a group of <laughs> <laughs> constituents with a real foreign policy uh Job to, uh, jobs some to, to, local to guys advisor. who know a lot about hey, foreign yeah, policy. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Okay, fine. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I mean she uh, she had to she stepped into the she stepped in it uh, when it came to Israel then she had to step back out and then she stepped back in and then easy to do She she's Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here on this very show Yeah exactly so I think it's a it's a I don't know I think she's learning I think I yeah. I have no doubt that I mean one I think she's trying to figure out a message about politics she's never really thought about. I think the left is divided, right? And she doesn't know. And so maybe the the various strands. She's not used to having to marry.
2: The soapbox, right? The
0: soapbox. And also trying, I mean, understanding you're in an unwieldy umbrella, right? Like, I mean, it's a large tent, this Democratic Party. So you can't, uh, it's, it's hard to talk about trying, when you When you think about trying to campaign on unity, really, and and you're really worried about offending your various constituents, like, your constituents have a wide variety of opinions, right? There's not just a leftist view on Israel, or any foreign policy. So, like, it's really hard to thread that needle of, like, making sure you you are as unified a voice as you can possibly be, but when your constituents aren't necessarily that unified. Um, Yeah, I think she'll learn. I think she's a star. I think she can figure this out. I also think that this in no way hurts the left. Yeah. Which is, I think, what the right is saying. It's like, yeah. oh, look at her. She's oh, talking. look, she's so extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, look at her policies. They're nuts. I don't agree with her policies. I don't think she said a single also, thing about can it. can poli- I
2: just say briefly that I find it hilarious when the media and all of the other politicians jump on brand new politicians about their lack of foreign policy knowledge. Yeah. And I realize that, in theory, they should have it. But you see the same thing when people are like, did Trump just confuse Great Britain and the UK? And it's like... I get like by the time you're president right. you should I know think those a difference things. A but I think if you asked America, the average American voter yeah. on the street, like, would you laugh at someone who didn't know the difference between Great Britain and the UK, their answer would be no. What is the difference? Yeah. Right? So like that's that's a very non resonant message and kind of the same thing on like Israel. Like I mean, people have more reflexive positions on Israel, and maybe on the right they're more consistent, but... I don't
0: mean this facetiously, but I think it's worth looking at Ocasio through the lens of Trump, right? Where, really, it's not about... It's about kind of outrageous ideas. Like, the ideas... You know, if you... Spend a lot of time on on the interwebs, like I do, and you think about people who like debate the ideas. I like, that's ass backwards. Really, yeah. like, it is really about a vessel who can stand and say something confidently that more or less approximates the energy of a massive. Yeah, of it's in the direction right. of the yeah. feeling yeah. of a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not details. It's not yeah. that. And so, like. This in it's a I don't want to say it's a trumpian age but it is an age where that kind of aesthetic is really important yeah, yeah.
2: people want to be embodied right yeah. like you know it, so I was moving on the day of the women's March but like I kind of walked out on a second avenue at one point when I was moving between my two apartments and just the the march was just there right mm. like and it's just like a, a giant crowd of people all screaming with one voice and it does put you into a different mode right like it it there's something sort of very deep that happens in terms of feeling subsumed by the crowd and i think there's something that people want there in terms of feeling subsumed by their crowd and their movement and and seeing their leaders sort of as the head of that beast right
0: yeah and i think you want uh, and maybe this is a post obama age you want your leader to be symbolic of you right like i mean yeah. it, it, the symbolism has to be there so like the symbolism of this young bright energetic woman who's willing I actually think that the grind as much as like her, uh, her position on ice, like just willing to go out there yeah. and pound the pavement that's mm-hmm. that's sort of symbolic whereas I think to certain people Trump rich brash you know uncultured and you know willing to speak his mind is also symbolic right we want symbolic leaders and
2: also not to be honest with you right with Trump it's like not cowed by classist educated liberals
0: yeah. right like I, I just want to take a quick poll so like i think her policies are terrible but yeah. i would not not vote for her what about you guys uh
1: i think i guess i'm more in favor of her policies than you are and less in favor of her brand to the extent that it's divisive like it, that could be a problem right like i don't want another sanders i, I don't want her to be in, sure. independent i want her to be a party democrat and I wanted to find a way to make her policies heard and not be minimized yeah. uh, within the party Democrat structure.
2: Uh, I'm not in her district. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm pro-Democrats take the house.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's one way or another, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But so I guess, it, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see which direction she goes in.
2: <laughs> I have an outside the bubble. Sure. I have an outside oh, yeah. the bubble. Yeah, I want to recommend um, Chris Starwalt, uh, who is Fox News Digital's politics editor. Okay. Uh, puts out a daily newsletter called a Fox News Halftime Report, which is actually really good. Um, okay. I, it's, it's like getting in a time machine yeah. and going back in time and talking to a Republican who's chill before we all got like really upset about everything Yeah, and like, but like he's honest about his like party's positions when, and when they're wrong and he does good yeah. analysis and he quotes the federalist and he's just got like a good engaged tone as well. Smart guy. So I highly recommend it. I think he's putting out a book on like the history of populism in the U S which I plan to read just based on, uh, this newsletter. So that's my outside the bubble rack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm into that, for sure. Uh, I uh, I also, I want to recommend one specific podcast. I, I've talked about Yasha Monk before, yeah. but he interviewed uh, Jake Sullivan recently, yeah. which is uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's domestic policy guy. And it's a really great interview. Uh, I, I think it's outside the bubble for a lot of people because they hate Hillary Clinton, but mm. it's interesting to see like what we would have gotten or what his view of what Hillary Clinton's domestic policy would have been. Uh, as we move forward into more extreme times, mm-hmm. uh, and just to the nature of uh, the false choice between growth and fairness, mm-hmm. uh, I think is I- important as uh, the left becomes more uh, aggressive.
0: Yeah, uh, my outside the bubble wreck is uh, Tom Nichols, a okay. radio free mm-hmm. Tom, uh, an interesting um, uh, conservative, certainly kind of the never Trump wing, always willing to criticize the left when he feels inappropriate, but he's actually come out oddly in support of John Chait's theory about Trump being a captured asset to some degree. He's like, sure. this is what and so he wrote actually a long article in uh, not a long, but a sizable article in Politico. Um, he writes for Politico, he writes for Federalist, he writes for all over the place and I think he's worth uh following he's a russia uh he's a bit of a russia uh expert he teaches at the war college i believe so interesting guy uh, interesting f- well, follow on twitter and uh, interesting read if you've come across him All
1: right. how's everybody doing holding up like everybody feel good like the fight's kind of starting like um, this is it it's, it's now till the midterm i'm right? getting
0: a little excited
2: for the yeah, midterms yeah, i right. mean right now is like our nice like act to climax where we feel good, right? But like, I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some pretty rough moments between now and the midterms, and who knows how it's going to go. But yeah. uh, things feeling are good right
0: now. If things have just started, then I mean, we were. I mean, this is a nice way to start, right? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I think I think that's how we should see it. Yeah. Like now, like this is it. This is the tee off of like the game of the now until the midterms. Mm-hmm. Just before we go, how's what would what would people, what would you recommend in order as the best thing to do in order to fight as a regular I mean, citizen for, on behalf of the Democratic Party?
2: I mean, I just gave money to several Democratic Party organizations. I don't know if that counts. Not everyone is in a yeah. position to do it, but it felt good. So you Not know bad.
0: Yeah, I think volunteering time and uh, energy outside of New York, especially if you're in New if York. If you can, yeah, yeah. I think that's really helpful. You a lot of like, us are trapped in here. Yeah, some of you <laughs> are trapped. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, kind of uh, fighting the fight, especially as those who don't actually come from New York, um, I you know picking uh, battles maybe in North Carolina where I'm from is that again, is that what you're doing? You got like a, uh, a specific I have a of, district. I, I have a couple ideas yeah but I I haven't done enough research but yeah I think I'm gonna start giving money and, and lending some support um, I also think it's really important to uh, not engage on certain uh platforms like facebook like i'd like i don't want to be the guy who's like nagging my friends in like north carolina and be like oh, i live in new york now listen to me yeah <laughs> yeah i like, love being
1: that guy i know you do yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you still think beto's gonna win i definitely do i'm working for the campaign he's
2: picking up momentum I, he's
1: got ocasio cortez star power and texas uh uh fire Texas. I think he's
2: outraised um, Cruz by like a factor of four, I think. Yeah. Crazy. All
0: right. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank uh, us, you, thanks to everyone. Um, good luck out there. Yeah. And so
1: it begins <laughs> uh, the, the great battle of Yeah. Thanks
0: for listening in. And uh, this has been Room of Requirement. Yeah. And thanks to Kevin Carter for producing our outro. Music. Yeah. yeah
1: and good luck, Kevin Carter, with that mesh networking. <laughs> <laughs>